Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can read your word and understand the ways of heaven, Lord. And Lord, we want to be fruitful and effective for you. We want to be washed by the water of your word, Father. We want to become more like you each day. Help us to understand your principles. May your Holy Spirit give us the power to do what we learn. We don't want to be just hearers. We want to be doers of the Word of God. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I've been thinking about teaching how to connect to heaven, how heaven can come down on earth here. In fact, the first Christmas, heaven came into earth. Jesus left. His throne, and he came down to be with people. Emmanuel, God is with us, and today we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and on us, and we want to connect to heaven. In this life, if we try to do our own things, we may fail. We may have problem, but when we have the support from heaven. When heaven open up for us and come down into our life and go with us everywhere, we will have success and victory. If you study the Bible carefully, you can see that throughout the whole Bible, God wants to dwell among His people. In the Bible, when the children of Hebrew came out from Egypt, God was with them. In the form of the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire led them at night, protects them. The pillar of cloud cover over them from the sunshine, protect them from the army of Egypt. So the presence of God was there with them. Heaven was open. In the tabernacle of Moses, the glory of God came. And they saw the fire on that tabernacle. Today, we still worship the same God of Moses, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we need to learn how to connect to heaven, how we can bring heaven on earth here, so that we can live a life of victory and fruitfulness for the Lord. It's so important to know that key: how to. Bring heaven on earth. Do you know that in heaven there is no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no sadness, no hospital, chiropractor, neurosurgeon. There is no sadness, no broken relationship. So full of glory, heaven is so full of victory, full of love, joy, full of peace. Perfect place, heaven, and we want that. To come in our home, 
How many people want heaven in your home? I want heaven in my home. Whenever I go to hospital, when I step into the operating room, I want heaven to be with me there, and then my patient will do well. They will have good success in their uh, treatments. One of the keys to bring heaven on earth that I would like to read the scripture to you is in Psalm chapter twenty-two. Psalm chapter twenty-two, verse three. The Bible says, "Yet." You are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. In other words, God enthrones the praises of His people. If you want God to show up, if you want heaven to be around you, you must be a worshipper. You must know how to praise God, how to worship God. So, in the next few Sundays. After Christmas, we're gonna learn how to be a good worshipper, biblical worshipper. I believe that every Christian should learn how to be a worshipper. And if you can live a lifestyle of worship, you bring heaven into your life. God will enthrone in your life. God will show up everywhere you go. Amen. This is a basic teaching, but I think it's good to remind all of us again. John chapter four, verses twenty-three and twenty-four. The Bible talk about the importance of having a life of worship, because worship is the way of having relationship with God. John four twenty-three to twenty-four. Yet a time is coming. This is the word from the mouth of the Messiah, and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father. In spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and His worshippers must worship, must worship in spirit and in truth. This come from the mouth of the Lord. He talk about worshippers. He say that He's looking for worshippers. I pray that you will be worshippers. Amen. In this generation, I want to be a true worshipper of the Lord. Therefore, we need to learn from the Scripture how we can be a true worshipper. Definitely, to worship the Lord is not about location. You can worship in your bedroom, in your house, in your kitchen. You can worship while you're on the bus. It's not about location. It's about the heart. It's about the lifestyle. Of wanting to worship the Lord all the time, being a true worshipper, come from the heart attitude, and that's what we're gonna learn in this teaching. How we can be a true worshipper with the right heart attitude. Worship is not just about doing ritual things. A lot of people go to church and think that oh, we just sit, stand, sing a few songs, sit. And stand and do ritual ceremony. No, worshiping come from here in spirit. Start from your spirit of appreciation, of valuing God. It come from the inside here. Come from the spirit on the inside that you see the value of God. You appreciate God so much. You love Him. You. 
see that he is worthy to be praised. It started from here, and when this heart, the spirit is right, what is next? It will affect your words, affect your lifestyle, affect your posture, your personality, your facial expression, everything. Your voice, the way you live, your decision, even your emotion. Sometimes I cry when I worship. Not sometimes, many times. Last night I went to the Christmas party for our Indonesian group, and they worship so good. Wow, we were worshiping. The tears start to come out. I have the emotion come up in me uh, that I feel so fall in love with Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for coming into the world. The worship come out from the spirit and get out into emotion, into the body language, everything. Amen. The Bible wants us to worship Him in the right way. Human being. Sometimes are rebellious and want to do their own way. It's important to do his way. That's why he said, worship in truth. There is a story in the Bible. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 to 7. Genesis 4, 3 to 7. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. It sounds good, the fruit of the ground. But you need to understand that God wants the offering as animal. Because the animal offering point to the coming of His Son, Jesus Christ. He commanded Adam and Eve to worship Him with animal, with fat and animal, not with fruit. But Cain chose his own way. He worshipped the Lord with the fruit of the ground. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock, he gave the best to God. His worship was excellent. And of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. How many people want God to respect your offering and your worship? Instead of shaking his head, he said, whoo, whoo, good, good. He respects your worship. Okay, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. You see, his heart was wrong. He was so rebellious against God. He wanted to do his own way. One sin led to another sin. When you are rebellious against God, certain thing, it will lead to other things. My dear brother and sister, I want to encourage you to be this type of Christian. Don't Give excuses. Whatever God say, I do it. Don't do like Cain. Don't give excuses. Don't use all kind of reasoning to argue with God. God say turn right, you turn right. God say turn left, you turn left. I want to be that kind of Christian. I want God to respect my offering. I want to be true worshipers. And then the Lord warned him to repent. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, Sin lies at the door. You see, when you start to rebel against God, what's next? Sin starts to knock on the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Rule over rebellious spirit. My dear brother and sister, Jesus say, if we're going to be true worshipers, we need to worship Him in spirit, mean from here, from your heart, not a ritual thing. Not a traditional thing. 
And not only that, worship Him in truth. Truth is in here, the Bible. You worship Him in sincerity and worship the way He wants you to worship. Not Thai way, not Chinese way, not Mexican way, but heaven way. I study about a life of a man in the Bible, and I read about the outcome that heaven visited him because he wants to choose God's way all the time. Let me read the scripture, Acts chapter 13, verse 22. He is the one who wrote most of the part of the book of Psalm, the book about worship. King David was a true worshiper. Look at what. The Bible called him, and when he had removed him, he raised up for them. Removed King Saul, and then he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, "I have found David, the son of Jesse." I want God to say that for the members of New Hope International Church. I have found that gentleman, that lady. Wow, a man or a woman after my own heart, who will do all my will. Why God calls David a man after His own heart? Because this man, as I say, when God said turn right, he turned right. When God said turn left, he turned left. He has a very gentle, obedient, humble heart to say yes to God any time. What God wants, He's not rebellious against God. He's very humble and gentle, and He loved to worship the Lord. When He worshipped the Lord, the Spirit of God shows up. Heaven shows up. Then evil spirit left King Saul. His worship brought the presence of God. And I'm going to read some scripture to show you that a true worshipper connects to heaven and. Bring some good things to his or her own life. This is the description about King David. First Chronicle chapter eleven verse nine. And David became more and more powerful because the Lord Almighty was with him. When you are true worshipper, two things happen. Number one, the Lord is with you. Heaven visits you. Heaven. Come around you everywhere you go. Heaven backs you up. The Lord is with you. Two, you become more and more powerful. Your life will go higher and higher and higher, not going down, because you are a true worshipper like King David. You are a man and a woman after God's own heart. First Chronicle chapter fourteen verse seventeen. So David's fame. His reputation spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear Him. When you are the true worshipper, the Lord is with you. Heaven support you. You connect to heaven. What happened? Your enemy even fear you. Wherever you go, you have victory. That's why I believe this teaching is so important for all of you. This is the key to connect to heaven. First Chronicles chapter eighteen verse six. He puts garrisons in the Aramean kingdom of Damascus, and the Aramean became subject to him and brought tribute. 
the Lord gave David. Can you put your name in there? The Lord gave dot 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 your name victory everywhere he went. Wow! I want that scripture to be mine. Everywhere I go, victory is with me. David, a man after God's own heart. First Chronicle twenty nine verse twenty eight. He died a good old age. How many people want to die at a good old age? I remember uh, when I was making my family will and do the estate to protect my money for my kids. My lawyer has a Jewish background. Actually, he's a Jew, by the American Jew. He asked me, "Okay, I'm going to make the will for you. I'm going to make all this estate for you. How long do you want to live?" And I said, "I think about King David, good old age. I think about Moses. Moses lived 120 years old, and when he died, he was not weak and sick. He died at a good old age." So I said to my lawyer, the estate lawyer, 120. Pastor Da, look at me. Are you sure you want to be with me 120? And this is his comment. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is his comment. He said that interesting because the way the Jewish people bless each other for the birthday, the way they say is this: 120 years old. This is the how Jewish people bless each other on the happy birthday. And then I come home and look for the scripture about 120 years old, 120 years on earth, and I send email to him. This is in the scripture. God give people 120 years after the flood, so that is the maximum age on earth here. Amen. So I shoot for 120. He died at a good old age, not 120 and like this, 120, but still good old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. His son Solomon succeeded him as king. Wow. True worshiper have the presence of God, has the victory. The devil cannot attack you with sickness and disease. You're going to be wealthier, full of honor. Oh, I like to be like King David. You know, when I read all this scripture, I learned the principle is that whatever I do, I need to know God's way. And I want to follow his way. I want to follow him. While I was preparing this teaching, God spoke to me something. How many people in this room is an employee? Employee. Some of you may be self-employed. You may be an employer or boss. But many of you are, is an employee. My dear brother and sister, the same principle you apply to God, apply to your job. Because the Bible says that God is the one who ordained people to be your boss, the government, the boss, the employer, the teacher, the leader of each institution. And I applied this principle when I moved to the U.S. in 1985. I learned from the scripture, I need to please God. And what happened? Apply to my boss. I need to please my boss. This is a principle. I want to, this is out of worship, but I want to give you the key to success in your job. Many employees think this way. Oh, I have my needs. My boss doesn't see my need. He doesn't help me. He doesn't do this to me. Most employees keep thinking that way. When the company is going to do good to me, it's the wrong thinking. This is the key. 
you get high into a company or the young people, your job. I learned that my job number one, I need to study about my wife, because happy wife, happy life. Two, I need to study the word happy God, happy life too. But number three, I need to study about my employer, my boss. When I got into University of Washington, my boss also was a Jew, Jewish doctor. I study what he likes, what he doesn't like, what he want me to do. I try to observe what make him happy. Oh, I did everything. I make him happy all the time because I focus on making my boss happy. I'm not talking about sinning or cheating. I'm talking about whatever my boss like the way he does thing. He likes. I try to please him. Everything you know, he loves me. He protects me. He raises me. He gives me promotion all the time because he was so impressed that this employee know my heart. He doesn't even open his mouth. I did it already. All the employee in this room, if you want to be successful in your job, you need to study about your boss, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Amen. How many people say amen? You want to be successful? Study about your boss. All the husband say, study my wife. All the Christians study my God. I don't hear husband say, study my wife. Everyone stay quiet. Okay. All the employee study about my boss. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we're gonna look at the meaning of worship. The meaning of worship. In Romans chapter twelve, verses one to two. Roman 12, 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or reasonable worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed to the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, good in the eyes of God and acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So, there are two forms of worship. Uh, the book of Romans chapter 12 talks about first form. The first form of worship is to worship and praise God 24-7 in your daily life. You offer your life as a living sacrifice but the problem with the living sacrifice is that they can crawl out of the altar and stop. You stay in the altar and say, God, I give my life to you. My life is yours. I will live a life. My eye contacts, my face, my body, my emotion, how I spend my money, how I spend my time how I talk to my patients, how I relate to my kids, my spouse, how I drive. You know, lately, I let people go a lot. People wonder to me, I stop, go. Because I want to represent God. Our God is a giver God, giving God. So I love to give. You want to go? Go, go, go. I give you the way. When people yell at me on the street, I smile back. That is the way to worship. Amen? When I... Uh, when I talk to my patient, I will not lie. I will be upfront, frank, 
tell them the truth and be honest with them. I tell them, you know, I cannot guarantee this surgery is going to help you. Maybe not even fifty-fifty. It's up to you. I'm not here because I'm hungry for money. I try to help you. I'm very honest to my patients because that's how I worship God. The way we live, the way we handle situation. Are we angry and jell and look like oh? Or we still smile and happy and be courteous to people, be joyful, be merciful to people, help people, giving to people, giving a hand to the. Single mom who come in with all the bag in her hand, and you go and help them. Actually, on Friday we have snow. Okay, the snow. When I got out of my car, I saw a lady walk out of her car to come into my office, and she was like this because she was sick. And I right away walked to her and say, "Can I help you?" And I grab her hand with her husband and help her walk to the door, open the door into into the room. And serve her. And when I walk out, I saw my assistant, my personal assistant, come out with a lot of bags and things. And this is the whole parking lot full of snow and ice. I went there, even though I'm her boss, I'm her, I'm the one who pay her salary. I walked there and say, I would like to help you. She said, No, 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 no. You're my boss. No, 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 no. I help you to carry things into the. I don't want you to fall on the ice here. You see, everything we do, glorify God. Your emotion, and you walk into office and ah, bad day. My boss is bad. Do you worship God? No. You praise and worship God by watching how you live every day, how you talk to your wife. Amen. In the car this morning, we come and. We talk about relationship, and uh, we talking about that. You know, you cannot marry people you don't love and stay together for years and years. I say, yeah, it's true. That's why I stay with you. I loved you. I can be with you forever, all the time. I never get bored being around you, because you are my heart. I talk to her like this. She say, "Oh, is this real?" I say, "Yeah, yeah. Come from the bottom of my heart." I can be with you all the time. I never get bored being with you. How many people sometimes kind of get bored being somebody around somebody for a while? But when you love somebody and marry, you marry that person. You enjoy being with that person. Amen. You worship God in everything: action, emotion, words, decision, priority of your life, the way you make your facial expression, the way you dress. The way you comb your hair, your clothes, wash up, not dirty, not smelly. Take care of yourself because everywhere you go, God, people look at you and say, "Wow, Christians, hmm, so good. That God must be good. Not that people look at you. Oh, I don't want this Christian to be around me. They're so selfish. They're so negative." They gossip all the time. Their clothes is so smelly. Ooh, no! You everywhere you go, people will honor God because you praise God and worship God through your life. Amen. And if you're like that, the presence of God will be with you. He will 
fight the battle for you. He will come around you, send the angel to protect you. Your enemy cannot touch you because you are the true worshipper. Amen. And not only that, the second way to worship: number one, lifestyle; number two, specific time that you choose to worship the Lord, such as you wake up in the morning and you begin to sing song, or you get into the car, you turn on the CD, or turn to one o five point three, and you begin to sing. I'm sad that I'm losing one of the surgical assistant to Swedish hospital. This man is a Christian. Every time I come into the surgery room, operating room, this man always turn one o five point three and turn it loud. I like that. He doesn't care about the anesthesiologist who is not a believer. He doesn't care. He just turn it loud and I just enjoy. And sometimes the song that I know, I just sing along when I perform surgery. And sometimes it's fast song come up. I'm waiting for X-ray to come to take X-ray, and you stand there and just worship the Lord in the operating room, and the presence of God was there. It's so wonderful, Amen. God always sent some Christian nurses and Christian assistant in my room to help me, Amen. So we specifically choose the time to worship, or we come together in the care group, or husband and wife and the kids come together as a family altar. And then you turn on the song, and you know how to play guitar. You play, and then worship the Lord together. Sunday we come, and we worship the Lord as a corporate worship. We come and sing together by having the worship leader leading us. Amen. Can I say something a little bit quickly to the worship leader in this church? Maybe I should spend some time. All the worshipper in this church. This is the principle of worship. All the worship leaders and singer and worshipper in the church, your job is not to show your performance. This is not about entertainment. Your job is to lead others into the throne of God, to meet God, to lead people to meet God. You need to understand: humans are human. When humans come in, they still bombarded with job problem. They may just yell at each other in the car, the husband and wife. They come in sometimes with bad attitudes, or the bosses yell at them on Friday. They all come in the physical. Your job in the care group in the church is to take them from here, the physical, the flesh, into the spirit realm. You take them up there to meet God to the throne room of God, little by little by little. Everyone should meet God in the worship. Is that right? How do you do that? Definitely, if people is not familiar with the song, they cannot worship. So you should not sing new song five of them one time. People gonna stand and look at the word and oh, I struggle. I don't know the new song. So if you're gonna introduce new song, introduce the first song. And let them practice. After that, all the songs that people know, so that they can sing with closed eyes, not have to look at that, and just lead them up and up and up and up to eventually hit the holy of holies. And then the Lord shows up, and they get healed, they get delivered, and miracle happen because you lead them to the throne room of God. Don't bring the new song, the last song. People go up, 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 and the last song I don't know. Oh, go down again. What? Uh, I don't know how to sing this song. Last song should be the 
Climax. People know that song in that church. Amen. Introduce new song, the first song, then done, and after that, you you know you have 52 Sunday. You can introduce 52 song a year or care group too, and then lead them to meet God, worship together as a corporate worship. The purpose is not showing or performance or entertainment. The purpose is to bring. God's people into the throne room of God in their spirit until God shows up. And God shows up when you're hungry, when you really like get into the worship, the true worship. When you first come to the church, you cannot because you still, like when I got here, I have to prepare the Bible and everything, put the microphone on. I was so busy. When I come into worship, I need to start to plug in and rise up in the presence of God. Amen? Hallelujah! Now you understand the principle of worship in the congregation or as a group. Why do we worship God? I will say a little bit and then continue next time. Why should we worship God? Why should we? Exodus 25 verse 8. Then have them make a sanctuary for me. This is a command of God to Moses, and I will dwell among them. In the Old Testament. In the wilderness, God asked Moses to build a sanctuary, a tabernacle, a tent, so that people can come in to to worship the Lord. And the purpose, you notice, you read carefully. People come in to worship in the tabernacle, so that what is the purpose of that worship? So that I will dwell among them, connect to heaven. Heaven open up when people worship. So we learn from this scripture. Number one, God wants His people to have corporate worship, to live a life as a true worshiper. Number two, He wants to be in our midst. He wants to show up. When Adam and Eve was first created, God showed up in the cool of the day and talked to them every day. God wants to show up and have fellowship with us, worship. Is the way to draw the presence of God into our life, so that God can speak to us, touch us, heal us, deliver us, bless us, grace us, strengthen us, revive us, energize us, and show us the way. Worship is so important. He even commanded Moses to do that. God want this way to be the way that we can connect to God and have the presence of God in this world. Worship is so important. In my car, I tell you the truth. I have only one, two things in my car about voice: either worship song or sermon. That's it. I never listen to any news. Just waste of my time. Nonsense news. I never listen to the worldly music. I just listen to worship song and I listen to the sermon. That's it. I want to spend time with God when I drive on the freeway. I want to be in His presence. Acts chapter. 15 verse 16. You remember a while ago I said that David wrote the book of Psalm. He was a true worshipper. In fact, after he built the tabernacle of David, the Bible said that in his tabernacle there was worship 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Ongoing worship. One group come in worship. Next one come in. Worship all the time. He is a worshipper. He's a king 
who love to worship God and look at Acts chapter 15 verse 16 after this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it God is looking and building a local church like you and me here to be the place of worship. It's the place of worship all the time. As the church, the local church, we should be the church that loves to worship God. He is rebuilding the tabernacle of David. Today, the tabernacle of David is the local church. Two, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Is it right? You go everywhere. Some of you go north to work. Some of us go south to work. I'm in the hospital. I'm in my clinic. We are the temple. And this is the tent of David. He is rebuilding this tabernacle to be a place of worship. Individually, we should be the temple of the Holy Spirit that is full of holiness and worshiping all the time. That's why it's so important to live a life of worship. The way you talk, the way you behave, everything. Husband, when you get mad and you want to yell at your wife, up, 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 up. No, worship God. Don't yell. Don't get mad. Don't throw things in your house because you are the true worshiper. Amen? Hallelujah. You are the tabernacle of David that God is being rebuilt on earth. And He show His glory through you. And one more thing, and then I will finish. Christians need to realize that one day we're going to worship God for eternity. What will we do in heaven when we go to heaven? What will we do? Worship. I don't need to do brain surgery anymore. I don't have to do back surgery anymore. It's over. In heaven, you and I will worship the Lord for eternity. Therefore, if you don't like worship now, you say, uh, you know, the pastor preached at around 11 a.m. Worship starts 10, and they have announcement. Okay, I'm going to show up at 10.55. I want to avoid worship. If you have that attitude, you miss a lot. Two, when you go to heaven, you're going to be out of place. Standing there, everyone worship, and you just, oh, uh, uh, I don't know how to worship. Worshiping on earth is a rehearsal. It's a practice. How to worship in heaven. If you know how to worship on earth, when you get into heaven, you walk in, you just joy the crowd. Just worship right away, and you, you just have fun. Just have blessing up there to worship the Lord. You know the song and you know how to sing the song already. You know how to worship the Lord up there. In the future sermon, I'm going to talk about the benefit of worship. So many benefits. How many people got healed in the past while you are worshiping God? When you worship, the presence of God come and then healing come at the same time. That's what happened to Pastor Da. In 1987, the gynecologist in Northgate area told her that she, after she come back from Thailand, she needed to have a hysterectomy. 
She had persistent bleeding. We went to a local church in Bangkok, and we stood up and worshipped the Lord. While we were worshipping, I feel the presence of God came upon me, and she got the same thing upon her. Suddenly, the bleeding stopped, and then we have the second child named Joy. At that time, we have only one child, and we could not have a baby because she kept bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. Could not get pregnant. She got healed during worship. I got healed during worship so many times. While I was worshiping the Lord, suddenly the presence of God showed up. Boom! The pain is gone. The mass on my body is gone because worshiping bringing the presence of God. Amen. It's a way to victory. It's the way to connect to what is going on in heaven. So you practice worship now today, so that when you go to heaven, you can continue to worship the Lord. I want to encourage all of you to love to worship God. Amen. Don't think that it's a waste of time. Don't think that you rather come to church late so that you can avoid singing. You may sing off key; it's okay. God doesn't care about singing off key. He cares about your attitude. Amen. He is looking from heaven for true worshippers. How many people want God to pick you? Wow, that's true worshipper. Oh, that is true worshipper. That's true worshippers. Ooh, wow. He will look from heaven and say, "Whoo, that is a true worshipper like King David." And you decide, "I'm gonna worship His way." We're gonna learn in this lesson. How to worship God in His way, in detail. How to worship God. You want to be a man and a woman after God's own heart, and you shall experience our God is not a respecter of people. If God did that to King David, victory, strength, fame, honor, long life, good days on earth, He would do the same thing to you if you have the same. Kind of heart, you are a man and a woman after God's own heart. You want to do what He likes, and you love to worship Him like King David. Amen. I pray that this teaching will inspire you to be true worshippers from now on. Amen. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much for showing us in the Scriptures. Your heart is to touch the true worshippers. You are looking from heaven to find the true worshippers on earth here. We thank you, Lord, that we can worship you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Lord, we eat right so that we can worship you. We sleep right, exercise, so that we can be healthy to worship you. Lord, we make financial decision to worship you. We spend time in the right way to worship you. We make facial expression to other people to worship you. We work hard in our office. We go to work on time. 
we don't steal stuff from our office, we don't spend time playing Facebook, while we should be doing the work faithfully for the boss, we worship you. Lord, when we keep our attitude right, we worship you. When we come to church, when we wake up early Sunday morning, getting dressed, combing our hair, taking a shower, and come with smile on our face, exciting, joyful to be in the house, we worship you, Lord. You're watching everything we do. We want to be true worshipers, 24/7, Lord. We want to be like King David, Father. We thank you, Lord, and we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, the honor and privilege to come together as a church to worship you in a corporate worship, Father. Now, Father, as we worship you, may heaven be open. And the presence of God come down. You enthrone the presence of your people in this room. The sick shall be healed. The oppressed shall be set free. People who have financial problem shall have salvation in the area of finances, Lord. You shall perform miracles. You shall give them spiritual breakthroughs, supernatural. Breakthroughs, Father. We thank you, Father. In the wonderful name of Jesus, Amen. Let us stand up and practice what we learn. Hallelujah. Nothing compares to the promise. 
praise you all Lord Lord there is none like you all of my days I want to
Jesus, we love you, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit. We worship you, Lord. We praise you in this house. Oh Lord, may heaven be established in our life. Lord, your kingdom come. Your will be done in our life. Let us experience and test the goodness of God. In the land of the living Lord, may heaven be in our life, in our home, in this church. Lord, we're gonna worship you for eternity. Thank you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Love you. Appreciate you so much, Lord. I pray, Lord. Two thousand years ago. Jesus healed the sick, cleansed the lepers, cast out demons, multiply the food, stop the storm and the wind, raise the dead. Lord, today the same Jesus is in this room. We believe and declare that the same Jesus in this room shall heal. The sick, heal them by your stripe. Provision will come. Multiply the things in their life. Bless them with the blessing of Abraham. Set them free from evil spirit. Raise the dead condition and make them alive again. Resurrect the dead marriage, dead business, dead ministry. Lord, I want to say, like Martha, after Lazarus died, she said, "Even now, when you ask the Father, whatever you ask the Father, He will answer you." Therefore, even now, we ask you, Father, to resurrect whatever is dead in their life and bring life to them, victory, honor, prosperity, long life, good days, divine health, more grace. Great grace upon them, miracles, miracles, supernatural miracles of God upon their life. In the name that is more precious than other name, the name 
Yeshua Hamakiak, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you. You are blessed by the blessing of Abraham. You are blessed. Bless. 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 We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. 